Hey yo, what it do? It's your boy Sammy T coming at you hot, hitting that track. How you doing tonight? Or maybe it's today, or maybe it's this morning. I don't know what time you listen to this, but I hope that whenever it is, you're doing great. I hope you're having a great time. And you know what? I got something to say. I am a Christian. I'm just a normal guy doing normal things and trying to talk about it while still being a Christian at the same time. If you came here for some answers, good luck. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm making everything up as I go along. <laughs> hey, what up, y'all? Okay, so I haven't podcasted in a while because my brain has been so full of thoughts that I've been scared to sit down and actually start talking through things that were going on in my brain. Um, and when I, I podcast by myself, I kind of just sit down and... I let my brain go and go and go, which is a dangerous place for me um, because I, I'm i a verbal processor and I can be very heavily driven by my emotions when I'm processing things. So I have to give myself a lot of time to be able to wait out what is emotion, what is logical thought and opinion, what is fact, um, which can be really blurry for me. Um, I've been going through a lot of emotional times in the last few months and the idea of sitting down and actually processing anything that's been going on in my life has freaked me out and kept me from producing anything or even talking out my thoughts with most people. But um, all of my adoring fans, sorry, I said that wrong. Uh, All of my adoring fan, um, my one homeboy who I'm not going to say his name because that's, I'm not that kind of girl. But my one homeboy at Chipotle who he, when I go in, he's always cutting up them chicken um, and he cuts up that chicken so good. He makes me such good chicken and then I eat it with my face. Um, Every time I go in, he's always like, hey, man, where's that podcast? Where's that podcast? (laughs) Podcast. Where's that postcast? Um, And I'm like, well, I just, I don't, I don't. But this is for you. This shout out to you, man. Um, I appreciate you. And thank you for cutting up my chicken good. (sighs) I hope you can hear that pretty well. Um, I was just chugging a glass of water. Um, this is a very spontaneous thing. So today is Saturday, the 15th of July in 2017. And I've had a reasonably unproductive day, which has felt really good, honestly, to just kind of laze around. It's been hard to find that time for myself, um, where it was legitimate relaxation and not avoiding other things or hiding from myself, which escapism... Maybe I'll end up talking about escapism today. That's not where I wanted to focus most of my time. Um, But I didn't really go into this having a plan. Um, Like like I said, this is pretty spontaneous. Um, But today was the first day that I felt like I could relax and it wasn't me trying to hide or escape from something in uh, a a while, Um, which has been really, really good. Um, So that was really, really nice. Uh, but I was hanging out. My parents are out of the house right now. Um, as many of you know, I live with my parents right now, which I've, that's only going to happen for like another month and like two weeks, month and a half, which is crazy. And then I'm moving in on my own, um, which is great because then I can leave my podcast stuff just set up so I can just sit down and start recording whenever, which is really, really great. Um, but, uh, they're out of the house. They went to a concert. So I've been home alone for a few hours now and I saw my microphone in the corner. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go do it. I just, I'm going to go sit down and talk into a microphone and see what happens. Um, 
but it's been a really rough couple months and for so many reasons. And I think transition is one of those things that always brings about difficulty in life. Um, the things that you find security in, you realize, man, these things are actually really insecure and really temporary. Um, even if it's just my house, like, okay, I'm going to be moving soon and I've packed up some of my things that in and of itself has shaken me a little bit to, oh yeah, I'm going to have to find a new place and I'm going to have to make new friends and I'm going to have to find new purpose. And um, I'm really excited to be going back to school um, as I'm sure anybody who's listening to this, I mean, I'm sure that only people that I'm close to are listening to this. So you all know that I'm going back to school in September. Um, and I'm so excited to do that. I'm so excited to get back into the regular swing of regular musician lifestyle rather than musicianship is my hobby and I work, which I I mean, I guess that would be the majority of a regular musician's lifestyle is you work a full-time job and then doing music, creating music, um, performing is your hobby, not your full-time career. But I I had been doing it long enough where full-time I was making music and studying music and practicing music that now I... I've just felt so stuck for a while and don't get me wrong. I love what I do. I love my work and I would love to continue working for them for years. If you know, none of this was happening, but this is happening. Um, anyways, major tangents, but you know, that's one example of transition. I officially, um, completed my degree from Southern Oregon university, which is huge. I had one last online class, which was not fun to finish. Um, took me a long time. It was really, really hard. Uh, it's a subject that's difficult for me and I'm really bad at online school. So I'm really glad to have it done and behind me. Um, but last week I got an email notification that my degree had been processed and, uh, my degree application had been accepted and my degree is in the mail, which is so comforting. Like, okay, this really, really challenging and painful part of my life is now in the past. What a great feeling that was. Um, And I feel like I can rest and the people who know me and who are in my life know how challenging my time in Oregon was for so many reasons. And I don't don't want to get into that, but to be able to put that chapter of my life behind me, like, okay, it's done. It is finished and I can move on. So great. Um, And I feel like that's one of the reasons that through the challenging couple months I've had, I've been able to breathe this weekend knowing that, okay, my life truly is progressing in a positive manner. Um, and I don't want to paint my life in a way like everything that's happened in the last few months has been horrible because that's not the case. Um, I had the opportunity to go to Europe, which was so incredible. Oh my goodness. I, I have so many incredible memories from being in Europe. Um, I was in Kiev, Ukraine, um, and (laughs) Kiev is such a beautiful city And I loved Kiev. I could live in Kiev um, if I spoke the language or if homosexual people um, were not looked at. So uh, I don't even know how to say it, but they're definitely seen as less than. Um, And I truly do appreciate um, the level of equality that I have here in America. Um, I'm not about to give that up. But... Yeah, I I mean, it was such an incredible experience. I loved meeting all the people that I met there. I loved um, creating all the relationships that I did. I was doing a service project where I was working with uh, children who were refugees based out of the um, conflict between Russia and Ukraine. They had lost their homes. Um, 
and they had just seen some really, really challenging um, circumstances. They were all reasonably traumatized. Um, and we were working at a summer camp that was being put on for them. So it was a therapy summer camp. They came to camp for about three weeks. They would get group therapy sessions. They would spend time with us. We'd do summer camp activities like arts and crafts and sports and games. And it was so great to see these kids who have so, so little give so much. They were so excited to love. And they, um, <laughs> this small group of girls, they loved me. Um, and every time I showed up, they would all scream, Sam, Sam, Sam. Um, they were so adorable and I loved them so much. Um, and then they made me this little bracelet out of pipe cleaners. They love pipe cleaners. They don't have anything like that there. Um, and, you know, Kiev as a city, when I was there and other people experienced the city differently, but I just felt like I was in another city. I never felt like I had a layover in New York and in the like, and it was a long layover. It was like 11 hours. Frodo, we're not doing that right now. In the 11 hours that I had a layover in New York, I felt more in danger than I did the two weeks that I was in Kiev. Like, I just felt like I was in a city and we would take the subway places and I didn't really speak the language, but people were really nice about it. And I was able to use Google Translate and that worked really well to the point where I could at least like go to a coffee shop on my own and order a pastry and um, a coffee and be fine. And it, I mean, it was it was a really welcoming environment. The city I thought was beautiful, um, very different than the cities that I've seen in America, where you know, in America things are very congested in one place, or at least I'll say in in the Northwest. Um, <coughs> oh man! Also, I'm not editing anything out of this podcast because I I just want to be able to post it. Um, and in the West Coast, cities will be very congested, and then it will just kind of fizzle out. Um, in Kiev, you could be traveling, and then all of a sudden there's a skyscraper in the middle of nowhere. Um, and the buildings don't have nearly as many windows um, as we do in America, which, I mean, maybe that's just a thing here where we have more glass buildings. But that was something that stood out to me. There was a lot more concrete. Um, but, I mean, the city was gorgeous. I really, really liked it. Um, and I would gladly go back in a heartbeat. And that was such a positive experience. It was really interesting um, going to a place and being in the closet again, which I haven't done. Um, I came out about two years ago um, and going to a place where it's like, okay, this is a challenging thing that you're going to have to deal with. It's you're going to meet a lot of people who aren't willing to hear that you um, are homosexually attracted, but living a Christian life. Um, that's, I mean, that's a confusing topic for a lot of Americans even, but at least we can open the door for conversation about that. There, it was not um, so much that way. And it was challenging. Um, and I had a lot of conversations uh, with people where, we, you know, it would, they would bring up... Um, I tried to avoid the topic as much as possible. Um, but it was also Pride Month. And my Instagram... I'd be scrolling on my Instagram. And all this Pride stuff would get advertised. And people would be like, why Why is this like this? I promise I'm not making fun of anybody with an accent. That's, that is legitimately... Anyways, <laughs> um, um, you know, they, they would ask and I'd say, well, it's Pride Month and it would just open conversations and I'd be having conversations about this topic with people and they would have no idea of my history um, or my attraction and or orientation, whatever you want to call it, which was really, really interesting. I haven't been in a situation like that before. Um, and I saw pros and cons to both sides of people knowing um whether they know or they don't know because there i was welcomed and accepted like there was nothing weird about me anyways 
um, in ways that I don't always get from being so open about um, being attracted to men. Uh, but then the other hard part is there are parts of my life that I didn't have the opportunity to share with people. And I suppose that's just going to be a part of it. Um, but what I loved was just how genuine the people there loved and um, how much they gave. Ugh, I really enjoyed being in Kiev. Um, and that's just a little snippet of my time there. Uh, but then shortly after I returned back to the States, um, I discovered that my grandmother's health had declined quite heavily. Um, my grandmother has not been doing well for a while, and I don't want to go into the specifics about her health either. Um, and I'm doing a lot better now. But she was... Um, diagnosed with lung cancer about two years ago um and she's way outlived what the doctors had said she would live um but there is still this stinging pain when you hear okay no but she's you know she's running out of time um you know what what can you do with that right and that just had been weighing on me heavily and it was like oh my gosh i feel like i'm gonna pass out and um some days i'd be fine and then a minute later like one minute i'm smiley happy and then the next minute i'm literally crying um and that actually happened last week at church i was sitting at church and halfway through the lesson i it just hit me i'm like oh my gosh i'm going to lose a family member um and so i'd have to leave i stepped out and i would just cry and let it out um and it was such a painful thing to process i was having a really hard time getting over it in my head um i've only lost one relative before and i was relatively young um that's a poor choice of words because it's confusing. I just want somebody out there to know. I understand that I <laughs> had a poor choice of words there. Um, I was reasonably young at that time. Um, Frodo, no, I'm podcasting. Go sit down. Go sit down. I promise I love my dog and I take care of my dog. He's just being needy. Um, but uh, I was reasonably young when I lost that person in my life. And then about a year ago... Um, there was someone who I was pretty close with, who I worked with, and she was young, um, and she passed uh, a sudden death. That was hard. Um, but this is somebody I was very close to, and even though we saw it coming, and even though she had so much fun at the end of her life, and she's still alive, um, but e even with all of these factors, it was it, it was just really hard every day, day in and day out. Um and I just had this fog going on in my mind where I felt like it wasn't even a fog. It was like a thick fog. Like if the fog was made of like jello, like I'm trying to push through and get through my life and there's just this heaviness everywhere. And, um, and some days I just didn't want to get out of bed and I would do it. And because I knew if I get out of bed, then I can make it through the day. I don't know if I'm going to feel okay, but I know that I can go through the motions enough to do my job. Um, it was so funny. You know, I, I didn't broadcast it anywhere, and it, this still doesn't feel like I'm broadcasting it because I know not that many people are going to hear this. But, um, yeah, like, people would just... I'd be talking with them, and they'd be like, what's going on with you? Like, what's new with you? And I was like, I don't even know how to answer this question. Like... And, you know, the obvious answer is, well, just tell them about Kiev. But for me, I'm I'm a very vulnerable person. Um, anybody who knows me knows that. I'm very vulnerable. I'm very upfront. I wear all of my emotions on my sleeve. Um, the idea of hiding this thing that was going on with me was really hard. But I wasn't in a place where I was ready to talk about it. 
And a lot of people in my life were trying to talk about it with me. And it, from the greatest of heart, where they really wanted to help me and they wanted to help me understand and process and love me. Um, but I just wasn't there yet. Um, and time to myself is so precious um, that I ended up secluding myself a little bit. I pulled back and I spent a lot of time just home doing a lot of nothing, getting behind on chores and then trying to do chores um, One or on the 4th of July. And um, one of the days leading up to it, I completely cleaned out the garage um, just so that I'd have something to do to occupy my brain so I wouldn't have to think. Um, and, and I am much more of an introvert than people um, believe, but having that time to myself is so necessary. And... It's funny because it's like you feel lonely, but not because I'm not seeing people, but because I'm losing someone in my life. Because um, I knew I could just call people up and they would spend time with me. And that did happen. I did reach out to people and they did take care of me. Um, but it was just, it was really challenging. And it was in cha- it was challenging in ways that I hadn't experienced before. Um, there's so much more to it uh, that could be unpacked right now, but I'm just not going to. Um and even now, it's, you know, just talking about it is really hard. But I I feel like I'm doing a lot better. Um, the last few days have been a lot easier for me. I've been a lot more productive with my life. Today, I felt like I could really relax and enjoy a Saturday, which is really refreshing. Um, you know, I've got the house to myself, which is such a blessing. Um, love my parents, but to have my own time is really important. Um, yeah, so all that's going on and I'm looking around and there's so many questions in my mind all the time. And this is another thing that I feel like people know about me, but if they don't, um, I think all the time, my brain never turns off and it's almost to the point where I'm offended when people don't realize this, when people act like this is news or when they're like, but Sam, did you consider this? It's like, um, I consider everything all the time i promise you i've considered this and that you know that's just that's my own sin there and i i know that's a trait that i need to work on um but i i think a lot and um i'm a verbal processor and so i've been talking to myself a lot and just talking through thoughts and i have a few close friends and you know the past few years you know there's larger questions that just take time to answer um that you know we can't answer everything overnight and these these are normal things, right? We we know this, but in times of distress, it, these things come up, and we're hurting, and we start looking at these questions in a different light. And I think about my grandma. She was somebody who loved life and lived her life and enjoyed her life, and it it was so beautiful watching her live. Um, and then it, I look at my life and I'm like, man, my life is kind of really hard. And I have a lot of challenges that I go through, um, like any person, but I, I don't want to compare myself right now. I really want to focus on me. What can I do in my life to make myself happier? I don't necessarily know. Um, I want to know. I'd really like to know how my life can be better. And so some of these questions start coming up and they'll come up in a broad sense. Um, and recently my brother Drew said, you know, one of the best way, well, I'm paraphrasing, he didn't say these words, but this is the general idea that I got from him is simplification, just the idea of 
and, and this was talking about biblical exegesis. Um, you know, a lot of times we can overcomplicate things when they're really simplistic. Um, and sometimes simplistic is the way to go. And I would agree with that. Um, and through that, sometimes we, I'll look at these big questions and I'll try and simplify it, but I oversimplify it. And in frustrating ways, you know, um, where we have scripture that uh, denotes things, but then to say, well, who is God? And does this scripture really define him? Yes. Scripture defines God. That's kind of the point. But, uh, you know, I just get frustrated and angry and maybe this is more of a public apology to anybody who's had a conversation with me in the last few weeks or uh, the last month. Um, because I, uh, I probably had a conversation with you where I was like, you know, I just don't know if this is true or if this is what we want to do with our lives. And, um, you know, these are conversations that I would normally have with myself and through prayer. And I'd go to my trusted spiritual advisors and discuss them. And then they would teach me and we'd go from there. Um, I, I don't want to just have these conversations with anyone. A, because I know people aren't ready to handle it. B, because I know that it's not good for our relationship. Um, mature people I know are going to look at me and say, that's a kid who's trying to figure his stuff out. Um, and when I say mature, I mean wise. Um, wise people understand that children are wrong most of the time. But a lot of people will look at me and be like, man, that kid is messed up. He's got so much going on. And I need grace in that area where I'm going to ask questions and that's going to be a part of my life. I've always been somebody to question why things are and how things are and what's the best way to do this thing. Um, cause I don't fit into the mold as easily. Um, but yeah, so I've been asking a lot of big questions. I wanted to talk about one of those big questions, um, which is, you know, who is a Christian? What is a Christian? Um, and I remember <laughs> there's a song, um, by the intervention, which is old school Pacific Northwest ICOC. Um, gosh, that was probably, oh my gosh, maybe 2011. Um, there was these three brothers from Boise who rapped together. Um, they called themselves the intervention. They had the song, what's a Christian? Yeah, that's me. Da, 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 I follow G-O-D. What's a Christian? What's a Christian? What's a Christian? I'm a Christian. I love that song. Um, <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by The Intervention. So <laughs> I just got to keep going, but I made myself giggle. Um, if anybody wants to sponsor me, let me know. Um, oh, what if I got sponsored by Zondervan Bibles? That would be sick. Or MeUndies. Hey, MeUndies. Shout out to MeUndies. This one's free, but you should sponsor me next time. Um, anyways, uh, what is a Christian? Who is a Christian? Who is my brother? I think this is a question that a lot of people in mainstream Christianity would disagree on. Um, or Christianity at large, at least. Um, to someone who's Catholic, if somebody, this is an example, I, I, I'm not going to speak for all Catholic people, but for example, um, somebody who is Catholic might see somebody who's Lutheran and be like, you're not my brother. Um, someone who's Mormon might look at someone who is Protestant and say, you're not my brother. And for those of us in the ICOC, a lot of times it's, you aren't a part of the ICOC. You're not my brother. Um, 
And I say a lot of the time, I haven't been to every church and I've only been around as long as I've been around. So don't let me generalize you. But that's been my experience in our congregations and in our sisterhood of churches. That's how we look at things. And if somebody, you know, is like, oh, you know, I've been going to church my whole life and I've studied it out and I'm just looking for a church, your church looks good. I think we can be pretty quick to be like, okay, well, we need to study the Bible with you and make sure that you did things right. Rather than, great, welcome, brother. I would love to get to know you more. I'd love to understand your walk with God. Um, I think we can assume negative intent a lot of times with these things. And, you know, I'm just some kid speaking as mine in his kitchen. So don't, you know, I'm not some big preacher guy. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but, you, you know, I I like the idea of, well, maybe they've found God. Let's find out. If they're a Christian, and if I'm assuming they're a Christian, then if we find something that biblically we disagree on, then we'll be able to have a conversation about it. Um, but it's funny because there are conversations that we can't even have in our own churches, and yet we're so quick to judge those outside of the church. Um, and it says to judge those inside the church, not those outside the church. Um, but then... <laughs> We judge outside the church pretty heavily if they're not a part of our church. I think that that's a really weird and messed up thing to do. And, you know, everybody's going to have their own opinion of it. I would rather welcome welcome somebody in. And if they're like, yeah, I don't think that premarital sex is a sin, then it's like, well, look at these scriptures. And I'm happy to share those scriptures. And if they're like, oh, wow, thank you. I don't know these scriptures. Then I'd be like, wow, can I show you some more scriptures? And we go from there, Right. Rather than they come in and it's like, um, you're having sex, you're not really a Christian, then they just get hurt. And I think I think a lot about um, the idea of millennials. I mean, I think a lot. Um, but I, I think a lot about the idea of millennials. And ev- I feel like everywhere I go, anywhere that I am, so, like somebody's teaching about how do we talk to the millennials? How do we reach the millennials? Um, we're human beings. Sorry about it. <laughs> That's what my most. I, it frustrates me so much. I'm a human being. Talk to me like I'm a human being. Um, and this is how it is. Anyways. Um, oh gosh, I lost my train of thought. Millennials. Um, I I remember talking with one of my old Starbucks bosses a while back. She was training me in leadership, and we were talking about communication styles. And she said a lot of books nowadays are saying that. Um, as the millennials are becoming older and joining the workforce, we're finding that you can't be direct with them. You can't say, Hey, here are the things that you need to change. Thank you. Um, they'll take it very harshly. You have to be very careful with how you critique them. And I, 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 I see where that's coming from. I don't know if it's a millennial thing or if it's a human being thing. I don't have enough experience to say, I will, I will say that when communicating with somebody, how we go about it is so important. Um, I could say the most wonderful thing that somebody needs to hear, but if they're a Ukrainian and they don't speak English, what does it matter? They will not understand. In the same regard, if I'm speaking English to somebody who understands English, but they're not going to receive it because of how I say it, then it doesn't really matter what I say. And I've argued with people about this idea of what matters more, what you say or how you say it. Um, I think how you say it, matters a lot (laughs) i think what you say versus do you actually say it i think that's more of a okay you have to say something and make sure that you're communicating but how you communicate it is so huge if you're not heard then it won't go anywhere and so i consider how i communicate with people a lot 
Um, and a part of that is understanding if somebody tells me they're a Christian, if I told somebody I'm a Christian and they said, um, no, you're not. I mean, like, I would be very offended. I'd get very frustrated with them. And that builds a wall in our relationship. Um, I'd probably just start laying down scriptures like crazy. Like, here I am. Check me out. Check this. Check that. Here it is. Um, and again, I'm speaking in very broad terms. I'm not trying to bring up specific scriptures because I think it's a more individualized basis sort of a thing. Um, you know, if I'm sitting down with a specific person and it comes down to a very specific scripture that I don't know. Uh, this is one. Um, veiling. Um, having women wear veils when they enter the church. Um, I've heard that uh, conversation before where that is necessary. And that's something I don't believe. But we can have a specific conversation about that topic. I'm not here to say, here are all the topics that we need to line up on. Um, because there's too many and I, I don't want to instigate. But I will say that I think if we have an open mind about it and we talk about it, you know, I believe a lot of stuff that people don't need to hear. <laughs> um, there's a disciple in my life, a close disciple who posted a picture on Facebook. And I was like, this is really inappropriate. Um, a lot of people would say, well, you should tell them that that's inappropriate. Here's my thought. They're living their life in a way that is pure. And they say it's, uh, to the pure, all are, all things are pure, which I hate when people quote that. If I'm like, uh, what you're doing is inappropriate. Like, well, to the pure, all things are pure. I'm like, well, okay, sure. Um, call me impure and that I'm seeing these things, but somebody else who's also impure in your life is going to hear it and then imply certain things. Let's just avoid that altogether. Sorry, side note, just throwing that out there. Anyways, um, I want to let this person who posted something that I didn't like live their life. I'm going to assume, assume positive intent. They didn't post this to try and be inappropriate. They didn't post something to try and make me struggle or insecure or uncomfortable. They just posted. So what, what was my response? I straight up unfollowed them on Facebook. We're still friends. They're just not going to show up on my timeline because we have a different ideal of what things are going to look like. I don't think this even needs to be a conversation that I have with this person personally. And again, a lot of people would disagree with that idea, but you know, they're still, this person is still my brother or sister. Um, and we can disagree about these little things. Um, and again, I don't want to nitpick at the specifics. I just want to talk about a general sense. Then I have some very close friends of mine who um, follow the Mormon religion. And there are some people that I'm so close to. I can trust so deeply. I connect with them. They love me and I love them in ways that I don't see a lot just in general in my life. And so it, it's so refreshing. Um, and... Straight up, we have doctrinal disbeliefs. What is doctrine? That's a pretty heavy thing because that would come down to the form that, I mean, from both sides, that's blasphemy. Um, do I call them a brother or sister? I don't know. Um, but are they close and do I love them? Yes. But also, I, I don't think that we need to be the ones to define it. My job is to get myself to heaven and to help as many people as possible. But it, if somebody doesn't want to hear it, why would I force it down their throats, you know? I don't know, general ideas. I've been thinking about this a lot recently, um, knowing that I'm moving soon and I'm moving to a city where our sister church is small. Um, and, I, you know, I'm not looking to change churches. Don't get that idea. But I want to be able to connect with people and I want to be able to have peer relationships. Um, and I don't know how many peers I would have in that ch church. Um, but then I know that I'm going to have friends in school through school that's not something that i'm concerned about um so there's that portion 
of it that I will have friends, but it's always nice to have people who you line up with beliefs on that. That I think is really great. Um, it breaks a wall that is there um, most of the time. And I personally appreciate that wall not being there. Excuse me. Like I said, I'm not cutting anything. I just want to be able to do this. Um, yeah. So my, my mind has just kind of been, all over the place and this has been one thought that's on my mind and I think a part of it is going when I was in Kiev you know I'm around all these people and they're a part of a sister church and worshiping with them was so great we know the same songs and we know them in different languages and we can have basic conversations but still love each other and feel this connection a the b side is there were things that I would have conversations with people and um Actually, a very common belief over there is that boys and girls should not have alone time together, which if you know me, you know that that's not something that I believe. And um, people saw this picture of me and my friend Abby, and they would say, this is your girl. This, that's how they would ask if she's my girlfriend. I would say no. And they were like, why do you hug like this? Um, again, not trying to make fun of how people talk. <laughs> um, but uh, they would see that and it would seem odd to them. And for me, it's a very normal thing. It's a very good thing. And I really appreciate my relationships with sisters. But then it, it calls this question in again. Okay, well, these are people who are very heavily a part of my church. Um, or you know, heavily a part of my church. They're a part of our sisterhood. They're a part of our denomination. But then we might have fundamental disagreements. And, or fundamental. You know, I don't think this is necessarily fundamental. It's not like, did Jesus die on the cross was he resurrected um you know this is very different than that um but these little things that we can all you know we can have walls in between or say well you were baptized into this church what does that say or you you know there's all these little things that we can uh pick at um and let dictate how we treat people i don't like that personally i don't like that just some thoughts that have been on my mind um escapism was something that I said that I wanted to talk about because that's something that I've been doing um, kind of a lot. And I think with good reason, I don't think escapism is always bad and I don't think it's always good. Um, But I think that that's true for anything. I don't think there's anything that is inherently good or bad. Um, And for the argument of prayer, Jesus told us how to pray and how not to pray because there are ways of doing prayer that is bad. Um, So yeah, I, I think that it's true. I think it's true for things like language. I think it's true for ways of music. There's always a good and a bad way to do certain things. Um, and I think escapism is true to that. I think sometimes, and I, I always draw this little graph, um, which I'll try and describe. I don't know if it'll make sense, but when I'm hit with an emotion, my emotions spike really high. And then there's this nice little um, curved graph which is um, uh, it's decreasing at a decreasing rate. So it makes like uh, an L shape kind of. So it decreases fast and then it slowly um, comes to a stop. Uh, my uh, emotions have to calm down before I can process things emotionally. So if somebody hurts me, oftentimes I'll have to take time away from them escape it, let things pass, let the emotions die down, then I can look at what really happened. Um, This is a very common thing that I do. It's a common practice for me. Um, People in my life will know this. I'll talk to them about it. 
Um, and they're anticipating it. This form of escapism, I think, is really good. So then take this situation where this pretty heavy thing is happening in my life. Um, oh, and my dad was out of town. He's my normal emotional support. And he was down with her. Um, and it was like, I kind of want to talk, but I kind of don't want to talk. And I don't know if he wants to talk. And um, at the time, she didn't want to take calls, which is hard. But, you know, that's totally up to her. It's her prerogative. Um you know, that's a word that I've heard used, but I could never define. Anyways, if I use the word prerogative incorrectly, leave that in the comments below. Um, also, rate me five stars on iTunes, uh, because I guess that's probably a thing. Um, but yeah, I, it was like, okay, I don't really have a way to process these emotions in a good way. It took me like a week and a half or two weeks before I really started breaking down crying. And it would come in waves, right? Sometimes it'd be good, sometimes it'd be bad. Um... Sometimes I would start to cry a little and sometimes I'd be able to hold it back in. But there was one day I was driving home from work and somebody texted me something like, you're so great and, or like, you are so important. You've changed my life. Um, really encouraging stuff. Um, while I was listening to this song that was emotional, um, if you haven't listened to the soundtrack from uh, Dear Evan Hansen, go listen to it now. It's really, really good. Um, but there's a song in there uh, called... Uh, so big, so small. And I just started bawling in the car and I had to pull over and I was just losing it. Um, and I needed that. I needed time to let it out. And I was able to just kind of scream and shout and ask. And, and it was good that I finally got there. Um, <laughs> but I was trying to explain to somebody, like, I need to, like, schedule when I'm going to grief. And people were asking me, like, what's your plan for 4th of July? I'm like, I'll probably stay home and cry. Not to be like, my life is so difficult, I need to stay home and cry. But it's like, I mean, legitimately, I probably, I don't really have any better time to, <laughs> you know, find seclusion and let out my emotions. Because I still have a full-time job, and I go to church and I have church events, which I haven't been able to go to many because of life circumstances and certain things. And people are trying to hang out and ask me questions about this kind of stuff. I'm like, well, I don't want to talk about it. So I don't want to hang out with people. I'm trying to get myself out of the house because I've been spending so much time in the house. But if I go out of the house, then people will be like, how are you? What's going on in your life? Tell me all about everything. And like, I'll try and talk about something and I'll like start to fall apart because I hadn't processed it yet, but I wasn't ready to process it yet. I don't know if ready to process is really a thing. Um, in my life, it certainly feels like a thing. Um, this is not something that I've studied out through scripture. I don't know what scripture says about this, but it seems like the people in my life would agree that that's a healthy thing to wait until you're ready to process something. Um, yeah, I just, I just don't know. Um, what's going on here? Uh, sorry, I'm making sure that my interface is working right. If I do this, does this do that? That is not what I thought it was. Okay. Um, if the sound just got weird, ignore me. Um, so I don't really know what I'm doing. I only pretend like I know what I'm doing. Fake it till you make it, right? That's what they always say. Um, yeah, no, I, and I feel, I feel comfortable with the fact that I was in a sense running from my problems. Um, not because it, it, I was avoiding them forever, but I, you know, I was trying to make sure that I had time to figure that out. Um, and it takes me back recently, um, or within the last year, I, somebody 
and I had a negative conversation and they wanted to bring a third party in to mediate. I didn't feel like it needed that and they did. And I said, cool, okay, we can do it, no problem. They wanted to bring in a specific person who couldn't speak for a while um, and we didn't end up talking on, and, and they said that they didn't want to have any conversation until we could talk with this third party. Um, and it ended up being like two weeks. And that was really interesting for me. For me, I felt ready to talk the whole time. I don't know where this other person was in readiness. Um, they could have been ready. They could have not been ready or it could have been nothing to do with readiness, right? It could have been, well, no, it's logistically, I don't want to have this conversation without a third party. It, I, you know, it could be so many things, but then I, it, it makes me think if somebody's just like, nope, I'm not ready to talk about this with you. Like if somebody said that to me, I would totally honor it and appreciate it because that's a level of knowing yourself and being vulnerable enough, um, which a lot of people aren't, they're not vulnerable with themselves. They don't ask themselves those kinds of questions because it feels like a level of weakness. Um, not the part where you know yourself, but the part where you say, I'm not ready, or I cannot do this. Um, and I think about this with so many things in my life. I see it with people all the time. And I really appreciated my time with Starbucks uh, because it showed me how to interact with that in the professional world. Uh, again, I've been a very vulnerable person my entire life, um, but not true for everyone. Um and so when I was in the professional world, it was really hard for me to learn, okay, what level of vulnerability is comfortable for myself and for others? Because I can do that like with my church family and with my family family, but hard to do that in a professional sense. I felt like Starbucks helped me understand that, how that works and whatnot. Um, oh gosh, what was I thinking about? What was I talking about? Um, I was talking about vulnerability because correction, something about... Correction or something. Oh, no. I totally lost my thought. Escapism. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If somebody came to you and was like, I can't do this yet. That level of vulnerability is really honorable, I think. Um, but when people are just hiding and there's no explanation, there's no, this is why I'm doing it. This, this is what I think is best right now. They just do it. That's that's so different, right? Um, yeah, I don't know exactly where I sit with all of this right now. I just kind of started talking. Um, but I'm not somebody who, and this is something that I need to learn how to do. People have told me you should try doing this, but there's something about like, I don't want to talk about this right now, or I don't want to discuss this. That's a hard thing for me to say. It feels like I'm denying somebody something. Um, and that's just really hard. I don't know. It's like 10 p.m. I'm really tired for no reason. Like, this is not that late. I'm just tired. Um, I'm probably going to end here. Uh, again, shout out to my Chipotle homeboy. Um, keep chopping that chicken up, dog. Uh, and to all the other two people who might listen to this, thanks for listening. <laughs> um, if there's anything you want me to talk about, I'm happy to take suggestions because I don't have a freaking clue. Um, I'll try to have this podcast up tomorrow, but if this doesn't get posted on a Sunday, please forgive me. Um, all right. Heart you guys. I don't have a sign off. I need to come up with a sign off. Um, maybe my sign off will be heart you guys. I like that. Heart you guys. No, that's an awful way to end. I don't like that. Um,
that's what I'll do. I'll leave like 10 seconds of silence and then I'll be like, okay, bye. <laughs>